Tēnā koutou te whanau, this is the Māori Millionaire Disclaimer. For your information, this is not investing advice and it should not be taken as such. This is all general education for just general purposes. I'm here to help share my experiences and educate you guys as much as I can, but it is not financial advice, so please do not take it as such. Ngā mihi. welcome back. Happy Tuesday. I hope you guys have had a great week so far. Today we are interviewing someone very special to me. Her name is Georgia Abraham. She's 14 years old. She's literally published books. There are a few. She writes poems and she's absolutely inspirational. I love her so much. She's also my little cousin, but you know, I just think that her future is going to be so bright and so amazing and I'm so proud of her. Um, Today's episode was all about the learnings that she got from the one in finance and kind of how she was able to implement that to start her own business. I thought this episode would be amazing to share because I know so many young people are just so ambitious, but they don't have anyone to kind of look to and go, well, this young person's doing it, so I can as well. And so I thought I would interview Georgia because I can see that she's going to inspire a lot of young people, not just young people, old people too, older people, because she inspires me and I just love her so much and I'm so excited for you guys to listen to this episode. As always, if you guys enjoyed it, please share it on your story and tag me. I love seeing you guys watching my podcast episodes because as you know, when I'm recording by myself, I'm like, oh, is anyone listening? Um, So I love listening to that or seeing your guys' stories. But yeah, that's it for the moment. Let's just get straight on to today's podcast episode. Welcome to a new podcast episode. I'm beyond excited for today's episode. The reason being is that I am interviewing my very first, I'm pretty sure this is the first time I've ever interviewed anyone in my family on this episode, on this podcast. Today we are interviewing my little cousin Georgia. Her name is Georgia Abraham. She's 14 years old and she is a go-getter. She inspires me so much all the time. Every single time I see her, um, she comes to me and she says, oh, cousin, I published a book, this kind of insane cordero, like she published a real book. Um, I'm so excited to be interviewing her today because she has so much wisdom for someone so young. And I just think that she should be given the opportunity to share this with the world or with those that listen into my podcast um, today. But before we get started, Georgia, no, my Heidi, my welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I'm very excited to be here. I'm very excited also. Um, but let's get started, I think, with your books and the books that you have published. Tell me more about these. Where have they been published? Where can people find them? What are they about? Awesome. So I've published three books. Um, you can find them uh, at Paper Plus, um, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, um, Mighty Ape. You can find them in a lot of places, online and in stores. Um, they're poetry books, so they're written in prose, and most of them are written in iambic pentameter. And what, uh, sorry? Iambic pentameter. What does that mean? <laughs> so it's a type of um, use of meter. Um, so you have eight syllables, and then it, the first line ends on an unstressed, and the second line ends on a stressed syllable. Um, it's the what same formula and a not stressed syllable. <laughs> so an unstressed syllable. So like banana, <laughs> which yeah. banana three syllables. The na in the middle is the stressed syllable because it's banana. 
So they'll be stressed versus other two are unstressed. Um, <laughs> that sort of stress and unstressed all villas. So uh, all of, most of William Shakespeare's work is written in iambic pentameter two with the syllables. Right. Okay. So you're yeah. about Shakespeare. Okay. And so what made you decide to publish books as a 14-year-old? Um, I've always liked to go into the library and seeing books and reading them, of course. Um, and I've always had this dream of being able to actually hold my own work. Um, and I just started gathering lots of my poems into the Google Doc. Um, I gathered a lot. I'd sent some poems off, off to publishing companies, sent um, written manuscripts for my work and sent those off to competitions. And everything just started to come together a little bit. And before I knew it, I definitely skipped a couple of steps, but I'm in touch with some companies and we were formulating editing and fixing stuff up and yeah. This is beyond amazing, something you should be super proud of yourself for. If you're if there's another 14 year old listening to this podcast episode, could you give them a tip or some advice to being able to publish their own book? Of course. So uh, what I'd highly recommend doing first is just putting a halt on your writing and get a start on writing a manuscript because that's what I thought was kind of the hardest part. Mm-hmm. You need to write a couple pages about the book, put in your best examples, all of your best work should be in this manuscript because that's what the editors and publishers see first. Wow. Um, really entice them and hook them in and send it everywhere you can. Don't just limit it to like one company that you really want to go to. Send it everywhere worst case scenario you just get it published in multiple places wow you are one teenager aren't you okay um do you have any examples of your poems that you could read out to us maybe of course i do (laughs) just a mid interview runaway to grab a book of course i've got examples of poems (laughs) um i've got things that are better together Cool. This is one of my personal favourites because it's kind of cheesy and corny. Macaroni and cheese, autumn leaves in the summer breeze. Bacon and eggs belong with one another. Bread always has its butter. Like Adam had Eve, a bird has its seeds. You can't have cereal without milk and satin gets mistaken for silk. Left and right, black starts to fade to white. Arts and crafts will stay the same. Cinderella and her prince charming belonging to fame. Giving and taking this or that. The difference between a mouse and a cat. The cat's a natural hunter, the mouse its prey. Enemies to the end, or is this just horseplay? My heart is a lock and yours its key. Be careful for my heart is fragile and it's been given from you to me. I love that. And I I know that most people who write poems often have um, some meaning behind each poem and what you hear in it, you know, there's different interpretations of it. What is the meaning behind this poem? Um, I really liked how things were just in pairs and like pure socks, you can't have one without the other. And um, my friends were all talking about it and I was asked to write a poem for a friend to another and they gave me some stuff that they wanted in it and I tried to do as best as I could. And I love writing poetry because I can read it one way but then watching other people read it and see how they understand it just opens up a whole world of priorities. <laughs> That is so exciting. Um, I could imagine that being such a young, um, actually a young business owner, a young author, a young, um, very 
you're, you're doing amazing stuff. I know that all of this would come at some type of cost. What are the challenges that you've experienced in being able to do all of this amazing stuff? Um, definitely writer's block, I reckon, is probably the most underrated challenge that authors face. Mm. But um, my age, I feel, it's mm. kind of like a coin. On one side, I can use it to my benefit. Mm-hmm. And I can get people to listen and um, actually understand because my age, I can put in like huh? the manuscript so people get enticed in by thinking of the age. But then at the same time, um, being young, it also means that people won't listen. Mm. Um, and it's harder to get more attention to my work because mm-hmm. people kind of brush it off more. So it's, yeah. Do, do you think that you experience ageism where people treat you differently because of your age? Definitely. Mm. Definitely. Um, I've encountered it a lot with my work. Um, and it's hard trying to figure stuff out. Um, so late in the years, I mean, it's 2024, um, trying to write original work is quite difficult. Mm. And Mm -hmm. being so young, I've definitely been accused of, um, copying people's work and stuff. Really? It's always been a bit hard. Yeah. That's Um, crazy. But yeah and also because of ai artificial intelligence yes so that's been quite hard too but um i also can use age to my strengths yeah yeah that's um quite similar to me i've definitely experienced ageism but i think that you know it's tough being a 20 year old entrepreneur i couldn't imagine what it would be like being 14 and publishing a book um you've done so much more than i know you know like these 30 year olds and 40 year olds who could only dream of publishing a book, but you've been able to do this. So um, despite those challenges, you've been able to push through. What do you think is the way through the hard things? Because, you know, you're in a very um, different position. There's not many 14-year-olds publishing books. What keeps you going? Uh, I really just like to strive for excellence in everything I do. And I've always had this dream, of course, of seeing my own work. And... um, Never thought it was going to be a possibility before in my whole lifetime, yet alone being 14. But already just seeing just a small fraction of what I've done so far has made me really excited for the future. And I'm really um, passionate with what I do and I cannot wait to see what's going to happen next. On that note of your future, I know that you've recently launched your very own business. Can you tell me a little bit more about this new business that you have? What made you want to start it and um, what do you envisage for the future of your business? Of course. So I started my business just 10 minutes after I finished your entrepreneurship course about starting your own business. (laughs) I was able to get a lot of notes from there and I was even lucky enough to be able to give you a call up about half an hour afterwards. I just bought the domain. It was a spontaneous decision, but what what could happen? The worst that could happen is I wasted $10 and it was a learning experience. So I called you up. You're able to give me a lot of good advice. Um, so my business is um, poetry. So I am doing poetry um, courses advised to um, primary school children to teach them about poetry. Um, and it's all altered by the kid's age, of course, and it's online via Zoom. Um, I got all of my ideas it was all thanks to the course, of course. Of course. <laughs> what course is this? Does it sound like the Warrant of Finance? It is the Warrant of Finance. Wow. It was 
awesome. Truly fantastic. Um, I just sat there. You made everything so easy. And I wrote down all these notes. Five minutes later, looking through my notes, realized I had everything there to start my own course. You told me about like what makes me different from my competitors, my age, of course. So I used that to my um to my strength with my business. I followed all your tips and tricks, um, brought the domain, made my own website, started with um, merchandise too. Yes, you um, did some drop shipping. Can you tell me about how you got started with drop shipping? Like, what was all of that about? Did you have to pay for anything? Um, tell me about that. Um, so I started drop shipping actually a couple of weeks before I started my merchandise. Mm-hmm. I was with one of my friends, and we thought it would be an easy way to get some money. Yes. So we spent about um a couple of hours doing some designs, um finding what we liked, some colors. Then we came across this wonderful website called Bonfire. Yes. And you're able to upload your designs onto shirts, um jerseys, everything, and you're able to release it for free, and you don't need to invest any money into it. Wow. Yes. So you just release it, no investment. And um, the company handles all the shipping and all the manufacturing. Mm-hmm. So all you need to do is kind of design it and then promote it. And have you had any sales through this? And then if you have, um, have those been successful? I have had sales through this so far um, mm-hmm. and very successful. I didn't so you know, because do... you know, to me, it sounds like... Um, in my mind, I'm very cautious of websites, you know, that don't charge you anything. And and is it actually a legit website? Um, what does that all look like? Um, it's totally legitimate. Um, money came through. Um, and I <laughs> Had do money know... come into your bank account from sale- selling these um, clothes? Into my PayPal, yeah. Yes, that's right. You were telling me about that on the phone. Um, that's awesome. Okay, so it's a legit website. You don't need money to get started drop shipping. If even if you were like a young person or maybe an adult who is low on income, is this something you would use to boost your income? Most definitely. It's very very low risk. Don't think there's any risk really, except for time. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a fun way to do it because you also get to design clothing. Um, the only struggle with it is trying to promote it because that's yep. all up to you. You have uh, to find your audience, social media, websites. You have to do all that because Bonfire is not going to advertise it for you. But um, highly recommend it. Awesome. That's so exciting. And in terms of your successes so far as such a young person, where do you see yourself in five years? And this might sound like such a long period of time, but... You know, you're 14 now, so 19. So when you're just a little bit younger than what I am now, where do you hope to see yourself by this time? I hope to um, follow a lot more of your advice and I really (laughs) want to um, follow your footsteps and I want my business to be a lot like multi-millionaire and I want to be able to do courses (laughs) and help people and I want to help people like how you helped me. No. poetry not finance yeah no that's cool and I really want um yeah I think it would be awesome if I could do a lot like how you're doing now because you're really um inspirational and you've taught me everything I know oh I don't think that's true I think um your parents my auntie and uncle have taught you a lot um 
as well. But I am so, so proud of you and everything you've been able to do so far at such a young age. And I am beyond proud of you. What do you think the benefit of learning about poetry is? Why would anyone want to pay for your courses? Why would parents perhaps want to pay for their children to take your courses? What has poetry been able to do in your life? Um, Poetry and just literature in general has been able to totally shape my view on life. Mm -hmm. Um, It introduced me to a lot of different things and a lot of different ways of thinking. Um, Because of poetry, I started liking Shakespeare and I got into the classics Mm -hmm. and um, learning Latin and Greek. And I love studying Julius Caesar and all sorts of amazing classics. And I'm really big on that stuff now. And I feel like it's really impacted me at school as well. And the um, English for my subjects. Mm. Um, I now know a lot more and I'm able to um, think in different ways because I can interpret everything differently. Mm-hmm. Um, poetry has truly impacted my life a lot. And I recommend lots of people to get started in it in my course if they want to. Um, because it has truly helped me and it will continue to help me as long as I keep learning it. Do you think that it is like an outlet for you emotionally? Because I find, you know, with um, with sometimes if I'm having a very tough day mentally, I'll get a diary out and I'll just write my feelings out. Why am I upset or what's happened? Do you get the same benefit through poetry? Most definitely. It is um, very therapeutic to um, be able to um, just write. And um, unlike science, maybe, or mathematics, everything you do is right in a sense. Mm. And there's no right or wrong way of doing it. Mm-hmm. You're always correct when you write because it's your own work. You get to make it up. You get to decide the rules. Mm. So there's no wrong way of writing poetry. And it's all just up on you writing about your experiences, feelings, if you want, um, and just exploring that. <laughs> mm. I'm really interested in the question I just asked you before about where you see yourself in five years. And and I don't think that your answer was um, as exciting as I wanted it to be. I want you to tell me a little bit more about where, maybe let's change it to 10 years. Where do you see yourself in 10 years when you're, um, you know, close to your mid-20s? What are those big ambitions you have and why do you have them? And, and what is kind of motivating you? Because, you know, we don't have 14-year-olds writing books for no reason. What is your big driver? What do you want to do? What is your purpose? I want to be able to um, study um, Roman literature. Oh, I wow. want to travel the world. I want to go see like Pompeii and the Colosseum. I'm very excited in my classics. And oh. I want to go to Egypt and see like um, <laughs> the pyramids. I want to travel a lot and I want to um, really learn a lot more. I want to study a lot more languages and I hope to be fluent in Latin and Greek in 10 years. I hope that I keep writing. I'm planning on writing a lot more, getting into fiction as well Mm -hmm. as um, poetry. I want to write proper novels. I just want to get better, keep writing more. I want to be able to share what I've learned with the world. I want to be able to teach others. I hope to become a teacher. Oh, yes. Um, Preferably a literature teacher. Yep. Maybe high school, I'm not sure, but I definitely want to be a teacher. And I really want to be a part of students and getting them to learn what drives me now. I want them to be able to be interested in Roman and Greek literature too in the classics. Mm. Do you think that um, 
it's a very do you think that you're different from your peers in the sense that you like um poetry and things because i i remember when i was at school i always hated it and i don't i don't think i knew anyone who actually enjoyed poetry or um or like shakespeare or anything everyone thought it was like really boring and they didn't understand why and, and i'm speaking about myself too why you know everything was written in you know Shakespearean language or why it was so confusing do you find that you're like an anomaly with your peers and that you really enjoy this stuff yes um I'm big on Shakespeare and I like to read yep. Shakespeare during class I've got lots of um my friends and classmates questioning why I guess yep. um but I take that as an opportunity to teach them and because of that I've taught some friends and classmates of mine that would have nowhere near ever <laughs> Um, wanted to go near a piece of poetry but I mm. uh, showed them mine and kind of taught them what I know and now they're writing poetry too and I've made my friends who were originally quite um, afraid of learning more and diving deep into literature and books I taught them what I know and now they're just as confident as me and I love to sit around and talk about Shakespeare with them that they originally once hated I guess Georgia, you are very inspiring and I am beyond proud of you. As your older cousin, I really look up to you. You're doing such amazing things. Um, I'm so proud of you and the confidence that radiates you and your ambition and your drive to be able to look at things and go, I'm going to do that. I don't care what it takes, but I will do this. Um, you've published a book, you've started a business, and I know that this is just the beginning for a very successful future in front of you um so i just wanted to thank you for your time and joining me today on the podcast but before we wrap up how can someone get in touch with you how can someone book um some appointments for um tutoring for their children for some poetry how can someone purchase a book how can someone support you in your journey and how can they you know find you you can find my business um, for poetry courses, merchandise, and all my books on inkverses.com. Awesome. Okay, I'm going to put that in the description below. But So is everything on there, uh, information to buy your book, information to book in for courses, everything? Yeah, and all my socials too. That is amazing. Very easy and very simple to find you. Thank you. We love that. Um, that could have been my advice, wasn't it? To make sure that there's somewhere that people can find you because that's, you know, very complicated when there's someone doing such amazing stuff and we can't find them. So inkversus.com, is that right? Yes. Inkversus.com and I'll put all of the information in the show notes below. Um, if you are close to becoming a multi-millionaire or you have a few millions in the bank, then feel free to just buy a few million copies of her book so that um, <laughs> my little cousin can be a multi-millionaire because she's got such a big heart. I know she'll share it with me. So <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Georgia, for your time today. I'm so grateful. And let's do this again. Let's do another podcast episode in six months or in a year's time because I would assume that you know, based off of your track record, you'll have a few more books to tell me about or you'll have a few more businesses to tell me about. Um, the content will never stop with you, I bet. Um, actually, by that time, you might have your own podcast and you might be interviewing me. <laughs> thank Hopefully. you. Awesome. Thank you so much.
Oh, we are here again after another podcast episode. Thank you so much for listening to a new podcast episode. Today I have a very special announcement also that I wanted to share with you guys and that is that I am an educator for Goldie. Goldie is a new investment platform that's just hit the markets in Aotearoa, New Zealand and I'm so excited to be an educator slash consultant for them because I truly believe that this is an exciting new method or way that they're kind of approaching this. Um, and one of those things is that they are so here to Totoko Māori Millionaire. And I've met with the founders and I've spoken to them and I feel, I feel it. I feel that they want Māori Millionaire to succeed and they want Fano Māori to learn more about um, investing, entrepreneurship and personal finances, which is why they got in touch with me. So I wanted to share our code that we have which is MMX Goldie and the link to sign up to Goldie is in the description below but if you use this code you can get $20 in your investing account which allows you to buy approximately two shares of gold so each share is approximately $10 but it goes up and down depending on the market Um, but I have a lot more information coming out about investing in gold specifically which I want you to keep your eyes peeled for but for now just sign up make your account and stay tuned for that information um for now that's us today i hope you all have a fantastic day if you have any questions any part any comments feedback on the podcast then please just send me an email or send me a dm tekahukura at maoridmalini.com is my email or just send me a message on um instagram